Romans 6 1 to 3. What shall we say to all this? Should we continue in sin and practice sin as a habit so that God's gift of grace may increase and overflow? Certainly not. How can we, the very ones who died to sin, continue to live in it any longer? Or are you ignorant of the fact that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Hmm. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. <laughs> and just like I would always say, whatever time it is you have decided to plug in and listen to this podcast, good that time. <laughs> and I know some persons are rolling their eyes right now. Though, if it does not make sense to you, it makes sense to me. So you better live with this. <laughs> All right. Welcome back to Chronicles of Faith, the podcast. And if this is your first time, I can assure you that you haven't missed much. You can go ahead and listen to the few episodes that has dropped. And you can also just to catch up with these ones. I want to say welcome home. God is here and you can just relax and journey with us. We are all siblings in Christ Jesus on a journey to seek balance and answers. Let's go. <laughs> all right. How has your week been, everyone? How has it been like? Well, for me, it's been pretty calm. It's been quite boring too. <laughs> yeah. So my roommate traveled for a concert, for a program. And it's just been me at home. So naturally, we do things together. In fact, we even have a schedule date where we watch, we have our movie nights and just watch movies and just just really spend time together. So it's been me only. I've been the only one just doing my thing, just doing it one step at a time, no pressure <laughs> and all of those things. I do miss her and I hope she comes back soon. All right. So yeah, just like this episode topic would carry episode tag would carry god is gracious not foolish i've always wanted to talk about this topic for the longest time now i've always thought about it using my own life as a case study because i've come to realize that we often take the graciousness of god for granted in our bid to ask for forgiveness, we realize that we are not really asking for forgiveness. We are only asking for forgiveness because we feel guilty, not because we feel sorry or because it is coming from a place of brokenness, but because we feel guilty. Um, I used to be at a point in my life where I just come to God, especially where I had just done something I had just spoken to God about of not doing anymore. I find myself doing it and then I come back to God and I'm asking for forgiveness. This was the pattern for me for the longest of time. It was a routine. Rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. Until one day, when I just done the same thing I said I didn't want to do, I came to God and I'm like, I'm so sorry. I feel so bad. I feel so terrible. Would you even want to listen to me? Would you even want to hear me and all of those things? And then the Spirit of the Lord spoke to me and said, Are you truly sorry? Or you are feeling guilty for what you have done. And because you want to take the heaviness away from your mind or the heaviness away from your heart or from your spirit, you are asking me for forgiveness. And then I realized that whatever it is that we do, God sees us. In fact, even before we think that we would do it, He sees us. You know, 
the last episode which dropped on monday i spoke about the grace of god and how jesus had come to extend his grace to us hoping that we would extend the same grace to other people now it is also important to state that in realizing that there is a graciousness attached to god we must also not take it for granted god is gracious not foolish god is gracious it does not mean that he is an attention seeker or is is starved of attention or he needs people or is lonely or is boring and so the moment you do something you are not supposed to do and then you come back to him i said i'm sorry and he immediately takes you back into his arm there is a difference between sinning because your strengths are still not increased to the point whereby you can say no to this thing and then there is also a difference between walking intentionally into that sin I don't know if that makes sense. There is quite a major difference. There is a difference where you know that, Lord, I am doing this thing because my strength keeps failing me. And then there is also a major difference between walking intentionally into that sin because you believe that there is a grace, there is a grace waiting for you that would wipe away your sin. That is taking God for a fool. That is taking God for a granted, for, for granted. I beg your pardon. That is good, taking God for granted sometimes we are not sorry and other times we only say sorry because we feel guilty and other times we just want to follow a pattern and a routine thinking that yes god is my father god is my dad and as beautiful as that realization is i have also come to realize that we often take that for granted we believe that God is my father now, so I can do anything. And then we intentionally walk into that sin, knowing fully where that God would not want us to do this. Knowing fully where that God would not want us to do this. So I'm currently reading this gem of a book that has really blessed me so much by Bob Gass. And a particular sentence stood out for me, and it goes... God has no problem making the thing leave you alone. His struggle is in getting you to losing your grip on it. So it speaks to you, not what's bothering you, and says, throw it away. Throw it away so you can enjoy the grace of God fully, I tell you. You see, when you continue to firm your grip on this sin, when you continue to hold on to it, and then you also hold on to the grace of God with, a, with another hand, I want to tell you that we haven't come to that place of brokenness yet where we are able to realize that in order for you to enjoy this grace so fully, you have to let it go. You have to release your hand. So I quite understand the addiction has been ongoing for eight years. This habit has been going on for so long, but then Grace makes power available. And just like we said in the last episode, grace empowers. And then the point we come to, to realize that grace does something to man. It is not just so that we can feel good about it. It is not just so that we can feel, you know, very okay and then, you know, just do whatever it is we want to do. It's so that we can realize that there is an empowerment that comes with grace. And I like to say something, grace is not a license to sin. Grace doesn't mean that we should be lenient with sin. 
grace is that you are able to recognize what jesus had done for you on the cross you are able to recognize that he has he has taken all of these things away we are dead with him and we have risen with him which means that as soon as you have died with christ jesus every other thing has died with you and then you have been raised to a new life with jesus christ the moment we realize the moment we realize that we are not held by our own strength we add it all over to god one of the scriptures that has blessed me so much and that is colossians 3 verse 3 said that as far as this world is concerned i am dead so you do not you, you no longer you know walk as regard the way humans will walk because now you are now seated with christ in heavenly places you are now spirits so you would never get attached to what humans would do. You would never be disturbed by what the worldly things would want to make you do. Because now you are now seated in Christ in every places. All things have passed away. All things have been made new. So we realize that we do not desire to stop sinning. But the strength of God has made it available unto us. But then the more you keep going back intentionally into that sin, it's just you telling God that I do not need your help. I do not want you to help you help me. And just like Bob Gar said, God does not have a problem taking away that sin from you. His major struggle and his major problem is getting you to losing your grip on that sin. To losing your grip on that habit. To losing your grip on that addiction. And I've come to a point whereby I realized that God sees it all. If I said that before I formed you, I knew thee. Which means that he knows you, but he knows you better than you know yourself. He knows what you are thinking right now. Now, I've come to realize that there is always help available. There is always, always help available. But then we do not take this help. Maybe we think that, I don't know. I just don't know what we think. But then I've come to realize that help is quite, help is available for us. But then we do not receive this help. Maybe because of the things we still want to do. Sometimes the desires of our hearts as a way of leading us away from the throne of grace. The desires of our hearts. That is not just for five minutes. Let me just do it now. Please let me just do it. I beg. I always ask for mercy. The moment you've come to this point as a believer, whereby you are doing something because you believe there is something, there is a place you can always go back to, then there is a problem. There is a big, big problem. The moment you go back to that addiction, the moment you go back to those things intentionally because you believe that God will always forgive me now, then we've come to that point whereby we've missed, we've missed the purpose of grace. We've not only missed it, but we've misused it. And then we've called God a fool. You might not say it outrightly, but your actions have said it. We might not say it outrightly, but your actions have said it. And then we all have to come to this place of brokenness, total brokenness before God. And just saying, see, I cannot do this based on my own strength. I cannot fight this battle based off my own strength. And if you leave me alone to do this on my own, I will continue to fall. I will continue to not just fall, I will continue to fail. We have to that we have to come to that point. I was saying something about self-evaluation in the last episode. I might not have really hammered on it, but it is one of the key things we need to have as believers. That you're able to evaluate yourself and you come to, to God and you say, God, see what is going on. And I think one of the reasons why we do not really come clean before God is probably we think that we we can handle some things based off our own strengths. Yeah, I think I think that might be a problem, a major problem too. 
And then I think we get shy coming to God and coming out clean before him. The same God who created you. We get so shy to come and tell God and say, God, I'm battling with this, I'm battling with that. And you just think that you can handle it on your own. You can do it, you know, by yourself. And that is why we continue to come to God and say, God, please forgive me. And as soon as you believe that God has forgiven you, you go right back into the sin. You go right back into it. You see, God does not have a problem forgiving us. But it has to come from a genuine heart. It just has to come from a genuineness of your heart. God will not deny you salvation. God will not deny you forgiveness. But your motive has to be right. Your motive has to be right. You have to be able to check yourself. That now that I'm going to God for help, am I I going to God for help because I just want to get rid of this heaviness in my heart that I feel? Or because I want him to genuinely help me? The more we are able to ask ourselves these questions, the better for us. The better for us. We have to come to a point whereby we are truthful before God. Not that he doesn't already know these things. That's one thing we must understand. It's not as though God doesn't already know these things. But he wants you to be genuine with him. If you say that God is my father, God is my father, God is my daddy. It's not just so that God can provide money for you or God can give you the things. In fact, he wants you to have a very potent relationship, a very deep intimacy with him. Whereby you are able to tell him anything and everything anything and everything if it's jealousy you are feeling you come to me and say god i am feeling this bitterness in my heart against this person help me we have to come to a point whereby we pray for the change we want to see in our lives we pray for the change we want to see if it's kindness you want to start to feel towards people you can pray to god for it and it will happen You just begin to realize that there is a change that is happening in your heart. There is a pruning that is going on in your heart. You would naturally be ardent towards people. You you now realize how soft you've become. If it's one thing or the other that you are facing, whatever it is that you think that you are going through or you are facing, you can always, always pray for the change you want. All God needs you to do is to come clean before him. One of my Bible, favorite Bible character that I love so much has to be King David. This man doesn't hide anything from God. To the point he does not hide anything. If David kills a fowl today, he will come to God and he will tell him. I am at that point in my life. I am at that point in my work with God. Whereby anything, anything that is stressing me, any little thing, I'm coming to God. I like to joke and say something that I, I, I feel like I'm God's last born. Because you would always catch me. Any small thing, I'm, I'm coming to God and I'm like, God, let's talk. We'll come and see what has happened though. Because I've realized that this journey, this work as a believer, eh, is not something that we can do based off our own strength. One thing you must realize is that the devil is very smart. If you think I will cast, yes, you will cast and bite. But one thing you must also still realize is that the devil is quite smart. The devil is quite smart. If it goes this way and it doesn't work, it will will come another way again. But your due diligence in seeking the face of the Lord and just saying, God, look at what is going on. I am battling with enviness. I am battling with bitterness of heart. I am battling with jealousy. I am battling with masturbation. I am battling with watching pornography. I am battling with all of these things. Help me. Because if you think that you can do it based off your own strength, that is what causes you to come to God and say sorry every time. Not because you feel sorry, 
but because you just want to say it and take it out of the way and the moment you get to that point in your life and your walk as a believer destruction is not far not because god is not capable of helping you but because you are not receptive of the help of god because you are not receptive of the help of god and god keeps stretching his hand and say just take my hand just take my hand and then you keep saying no i would i would rather just do this alone i would rather just do this alone you cannot take god for a fool and think that you are doing the best thing even if you don't call him a fool outrightly but your actions and your inactions in a way have called him a fool I think we, you know, this thing that we do to our parents, whereby you can just come to your parents and lie and say, oh, mommy, I need to get this hand out and so, 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 so. And they, they are, you know, they panic and they give you the money and then you go and use it to do something frivolous, right? We think we can also give, bring that same energy to God. We think we can also bring that same energy to God. You see, one scripture that has blessed me so much and it will continue to bless me is this scripture matthew 6 from 24 to 33 you know from 24 before 33 which is the major point you know it was just talking about how all of these things that we need as believers god knows that we need them but that is not even what you should focus on what you should focus on is how you would seek the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all other things will be right added onto it now that scripture did not say seek ye first the kingdom of god or his righteousness so it's not an optional thing it's not for you to choose between kingdom and then you know me i'm just going to choose the kingdom as for righteousness uh, we'll see how that will go it is saying seek ye first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all other things will be added onto you so in order for every other things that you need to be added onto you you have to seek God and you have to seek his righteousness. It's a combined thing. It's a combined setup. You can't seek God out of his righteousness and you can't seek righteousness out of the kingdom of God. I don't I don't know if this is making sense. But that's just how it is. So you cannot say that I want to seek God but I'm not going to seek his righteousness. Or I want to seek his righteousness but I'm not going to seek his kingdom. That, there's, there's just no way you can take one out of one. It has to come together. It has to be something that you do continuously. And you will also not say that I want to seek God because of all these things that will be added unto me. You are still not seeking him. <laughs> you are still not seeking him. If you say that, oh, okay, so this is the best way to have success. Okay, that's very good. And then you start to seek God. You start to seek his righteousness because there is something you are aiming at. Then you are still not seeking him. You have to come to a point where when you seek God, you are, when you are chasing intimacy with God, you are chasing it with a very clean mind. With an empty mind, if I may add. Empty mind, they said that nothing is there. No desire, nothing, nothing, no ambition. Everything, you are just seeking it because you want to know him more. Because you want to come to, to a place of intimacy whereby you understand the voice of your shepherd. Whereby even in your deep sleep, when God is speaking to you, you know that this one is God, not the devil. I was having a conversation during our devotion with my roommates on Monday. And I said, I think one thing that really makes believers to go astray is the fact that they think that the devil will come and talk to them and he will scream. And so they are able to realize that, oh, this one is the devil because he's screaming. The devil is smart. Devil will not come and speak to you and scream. Devil knows that the only way the Holy Spirit speaks to you is by whispering. And then we will also come to you and whisper. But when you've stayed with your God so much, when you've, see, when you, when you've sat at Jesus' feet for so long, enjoying intimacy, enjoying communion with God, you are able to defy that, okay, this one is the voice of my shepherd and this one is the devil. 
But then what will make us to continue in sin, continue in sin, is because we haven't come to that place of brokenness. We haven't come to that place where we rate God. Yeah, we don't rate God. As the, the way you people rate devil, <laughs> the way we rate devil, we don't rate God that way. The fear we accord to the devil, we don't accord it to God. And that is why we continue to do And that is why I quite understand people who do not like to touch on the message of grace. As much as that isn't right, but I, I kind of understand the standpoints, you know, where they're coming from. Because they've, we've come to realize that we now live in a generation whereby when grace is being talked about, we are super excited, we are charged up. But then there is a responsibility that also comes with grace. There is a responsibility that comes with grace. You can't say because grace has come to you and then you become so lenient. You become so like a dice cow. You just, you just do whatever it is that you want to do because there is a grace waiting for you. In and in itself, in and out of itself, there is something that is expected of you to do too. Yes, we know that we have been saved by grace through faith, not by works lest any man should boast. But then I believe that there is some sort of principle and discipline that you need from your own end to help that this grace is achievable in your life. So you can't just you can't just say that oh there is grace for me and then you intentionally with your two eyes open you walk into this sin and I, yes i know that it is not easy i understand that it is not easy but we have to come to that point whereby we are doing all that it takes to enjoy that this grace is seamless in our lives you cannot hold on to onto sin and hold on to grace and then they are saying hold on to one and let one go and you're saying no you just want to hold on to the two it can't work that way one of the scriptures that has really blessed me so much has to be Colossians 3 verse 3. As far as this word is concerned, I am dead. When I, the first time, the very first time I heard this scripture, I actually um, watched it from a YouTube, YouTube video of Minister Abelie. And she talked about this scripture. I went ahead and read this scripture. And it struck my spirit so much. I was like, oh my God. If truly I am dead, it means that I, anything that is going on in this world, cannot, I can't be affected by it because I'm already dead. Now my spirit, I am now spirit, seated in, with Christ in heavenly places. So nothing ca- can by any means hurt me because all things have passed away. All things have been made new. So it means that I have been made new from jealousy. I have been made new from addiction. I have been made new from enviness, from all of this unclean and, you know, all of these crazy things, crazy things. I have been made new. And now my walk and my journey with God is now set on a new pace. It's not set on a new pace. I want you to think about it for a moment. That when I go to God and I ask God for forgiveness, am I truly sorry? Am I truly sorry? Or I'm just saying it so that the heaviness of that period can pass away. And then I can move on with my life with peace in my heart. Am I truly sorry? When you go to God and you say, please forgive me, check your motive right. God is gracious, not foolish. God is not a fool. You can't run God's streets. Co possible. <laughs> you can't. So if you truly need help, you have to come clean before your father. If you truly need help, you have to come clean before your father. So you have to come to a point whereby you realize that I am not intentionally walking into this sin. I just don't have the strength to say no. But you come to your God and say, help me. Please help me. You see, our foundation has been built on the solid rock, which is Christ. 
But then you have to realize that you do not become so unwise, that this foundation becomes so shaky because you have decided not to receive the help that is available for you. Help is available. Help is available, just like Bob Gass said. The problem is not, you know, in God taking away that sin from you. It's just from you loosening your grip. It means that you are still, your grip is still very firm on this thing, on this habit, on this addiction, on this character, on this, whatever it is, your, your grip is still very firm. And then it is only you that can decide whether you want to let go or you still want to hold on to it. Whether you want to let go or you still want to go on to, hold on to it. One of the things that I've, I've decided to do now is that maybe when I find myself doing things that I would naturally not want to do, either because I do not have strength enough, I have not gathered strength enough to say no, or I just find myself intentionally doing it because I believe there is a grace waiting for me at home. I, I don't immediately go to God and beg for forgiveness because at the euphoria of all of these things that has just happened, you're still feeling so bad, you feel terrible. So it is very easy for you to say, oh God, please forgive me, God, please forgive me. But then after everything had died down, and then you see, you realize that in the next few minutes, when you don't really feel all this oh, emotional roller coaster and all of this, you find yourself going back. Then it means that if you had said sorry about five minutes ago, then you would not have been so, you would not have really been sorry. You would not have been, you would not have really been sorry. So I just want to charge you this week as you end your week, really. As you end your week, I want you to think about it. Think about scenarios that has happened in your life. That neighbor you said you would not fight. That malice you said you would not keep. You know, that gossip you said you would not gossip. <laughs> All of the things that you said you would not do, but then you find yourself doing them. Is it because you believe that there is forgiveness waiting at home? Or because you do not have the strength? And if you do not have the strength, I want you to always go to your father bare, naked, naked there is no there is really no need for you to be shy before your father he created you there is really no need for you to be shy so i want you to go to your father open 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 and just saying see this is how i am this is what is going on what's up what's up what's up and why doing that you are also ensuring that little by little you're letting go you're throwing it all away. You're letting go. <laughs> You're throwing it all away. You're throwing it all away. And just really pressing forward. And just really pressing forward. My prayer to you and to me is that we'll never lose sight of the grace of God. Is that we'll never take for granted the grace of God. Is that in our actions and in our inactions, we'll never call God foolish. And we'll always look on unto Jesus and realize just the good things he has done for us. And now, although we might not really deserve it, but his grace is good, his grace is beautiful, and his grace has empowered us, and we walk in that empowerment, knowing that there is a backing. But let's go. And I pray for the grace to let go. I pray for the grace for you to loosen your grip on that thing, and just go back to your father, empty, empty, empty. Grace to you, my siblings. Grace to you, people. And I just really pray that one day at a time, God will help us to realize that we do not walk this Christian walk based off our own strength, but by the grace and the faith which has saved us. 
And I pray that you always remember this. And you always stand in awe of God. And you never get too familiar with the doings of God. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for staying up to this moment to listen to me. I hope that one way or the other you have been blessed. And you are able to also tell more people about these things. That although the grace of God abound, but we must not take him for a fool. The song I will be recommending today will be Grace to Grace by Ilsong United. Please do listen to it and have a wonderful weekend ahead. God is with you and the grace of God is with you. I love you and I'm rooting for you. All right.